0: Outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now
1: let's get this party
0: started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
1: You know, they say it's not a good thing to be fake. Unless you're looking for topics on Sports Talk Radio, and boy, do we have a juicy one for you coming up here in just a couple of moments from now. This is Outkick the Coverage here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. And wherever you are making us a part of your Tuesday morning, we appreciate you doing so as we take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right? here on fox sports radio sticks Braden o'quinn let's do this thing what do you say what's going on little little, little brayden o'quinn's
2: I, I i just can't get over what, what's happening what's what's out there right now uh with, with everything that took place sunday uh sticks are you a little sore do you still get after do you still work out a little bit
3: did you, did you see like- me behind the mask bro i, I <laughs> thought that visor might have hit it you know I, I thought i got got my you know i always
1: said i could still do it um, this fake high school story that we touched on yesterday, um, l- later in the show in the scraps uh, here on FSR, uh, this fake high school story uh, it continues to take weird turns to where we're now hearing stuff about these players were in their 20s. Uh, this uh, coach has an arrest warrant to him. this. I, and ESPN aired this game. There apparently was no real fact-checking on any of this. And the more that they dig into this, the more I feel like, Brady, uh, and this being your neck of the woods, Columbus, Ohio, this is going to end up as a Netflix documentary at some point. There's going oh, to be a documentary on this. It has to be. What a wonderful I, I, story, I, I, man. I think
2: if you're ESPN, you just have to own this. Like, you really do have to own it and just go, we're going straight 30 for 30. <laughs> like, you almost make it so like a comedy – you go straight 30 for 30. You find as many of the players as you can. The coach, if he's not in jail by the time they get around to doing this. Uh, and you just come clean. You, you talk to – apparently there's like almost – I don't want to say a booking agent. But there was a third party yeah, who was responsible go. for supplying these sorts of events. Yeah. And they basically fell on the sword for ESPN, for the – you know, for all for uh, – everyone out there in Bristol. Which I'm not surprised by, right? <laughs> a big thing like this happens – Big company like ESPN, of course, they'll shoulder the blame. They they won't take it all on them. They're going to put it on someone else. And for whatever reason, you know, they felt it was necessary not to fact check because this company had put together what seven hundred other games and events for them. So they had not had any of these issues previously. But uh, now it, it only takes one where your credibility starts to take a hit. Even though I think ESPN's <laughs> credibility is taking a hit for a while now, the reality is this. Um, (laughs) we had said in the scraps yesterday, Bishop Sycamore. I was going. Away. I'm from Columbus. I've never heard of this before. Now I know. I know.
1: Sometimes <laughs> you there's... Mean, Dublin Kaufman didn't play them uh, every year. No, no that was we near our tribal? I mean,
2: and I've heard of a sycamore before, but I was like, I, I was asking a buddy after we got off the show. I'm like, is there a bishop sycamore? I was like, I think there's like one down in Cincinnati, or there's like a sycamore somewhere, but I, I don't remember anything in Columbus. But I mean, and Lavar can speak to this. Like sometimes there's schools that like kind of pop up. There's, there's some of these private schools or charter schools, like different things like that. Or in some towns, you know, there's, they're still developing. So they'll bring out another high school. So I was like, maybe I'm unaware of a high school that in a growing area somewhere in Columbus. But the more I started digging into and asking people back home – they're laughing. I mean, it's 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 one of the more laughable things. That, and they said they're like, "Look, there's probably a bunch of you know factory workers somewhere who are sore because they have played two <laughs> football games the last three days. They're walking around limping around a little bit right now.
1: It's like the the little league teams when you have one of those scandals that comes out where like uh, you know some outfielder for Chinese Taipei's 48 years old and they go, "How yeah. that happen? And it's like, "Oh, I don't know. Like you know, must have slipped through the cracks here. What's what was that, the the kid's name? The uh, the little leaguer back it Danny in the Almonte. Yes, Danny Almonte. It was like uh, I think it was like seventy eight by the time uh, the Little League World Series had their opening pitch. But it, just think about all the schools around the country, and and I'll say this. LeVar, you coach high school football. Uh, my guy, Bucky Brooks, he coaches Granada Hills out here. Those are schools that would kill for a showcase on ESPN. Yeah. And to think all you had to do was find some 22-year-olds with nothing else going on and some coach who's got an arrest warrant and you would have made it to the big times.
0: Well,
1: let me
3: be the sobering moment of, of I guess, truth here. <laughs> <laughs> IMG has to take some some serious accountability on this as well. Because the problem that you could potentially – could have potentially took place is somebody could have seriously, seriously been injured in this game. and And so when you look at scheduling games, those schools have to be involved. Like getting on television, I understand the event of it and – it being organized and sell, you know, they have a big title sponsor for this high school football um, series that plays off, uh, plays out on, on television. But if I'm the school there, there has to be implications or ramifications, consequences that, that ensue for IMG in the sense that if I'm sending my child here and I have a child that has that type of, capabilities and potential as a player that 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 takes away a little bit of the trust factor what are you doing what what is your approach to booking your games are you that disconnected from what you're doing because I know this when I was scheduling games as a head coach I did as much studying on who we were playing for the simple fact of I want to know how good they are I want to win. I want to win. You want to win. win. I mean, right? I want to (laughs) win. So I'm taking every single – I'm looking at every single thing I can look at before I schedule. Like, I want to get a good ranking, but I don't want to get a good ranking at the sacrifice of, like, jacking up our season. Like, you got to be realistic in your approach. Now, if you're IMG, you don't necessarily go from that perspective – but you also, if you're IMG, want to make sure that you're booking quality opponents. You don't just book anybody to play your IMG. So if you are if you are raising the flag of being an elite uh, school that, that basically is a college and high school uh, where you get everything, all the bells and whistles of what comes into being a high school athlete um, playing sports, you have to be more responsible than this. I, I'm still trying to get my head wrapped I, I, around
2: how I, this I, happens. I don't- I don't disagree with you, but I think the devil's advocate to this is I think most high schools would jump at the opportunity if they were asked to play on national television on ESPN. And, and and I think that's part of the issue is they bought into the brand of what ESPN is, and they they put all their their faith and the safety of their athletes in ESPN. Now, mind you.
3: But how does I, that it, sound? It, how does, If you're sending your child to a school and that school's – ends up playing, playing in a situation like this. How does that sound to you as a parent?
2: Well, Two things I'd say about this. One, they wiped the absolute floor with these 20-some-year-old players. So it actually wasn't a safety issue for IMG – it actually ended up being more of a safety issue for these players, for Bishop Sycamore, <laughs> but, but just think who would play two games in three days. So it, that was more of the issue at, at the end of the day. I understand the point that you're making, but you're taking a real serious tone with this. We're like, I I, I think they, they, they there's a lot of parties that messed up here. And I'm sure IMG Academy is like, yeah, on retrospect, we look bad too, even though ESPN's taking the brunt of all this. I just look at it and say, like, it all starts and ends with ESPN. They can push it on the booking agent or whoever else they want to put this game together, but it's still ESPN's brand. It's what they chose to put on air. They put their analysts in a terrible position. They put IMG Academy in a terrible yes. position. Because yes. h- here's the problem is, if you're IMG Academy, right, because here's the other the other portion of this where if ESPN comes to you and says, hey, we got a we got, a, we got a, a, a way to open up the season on national television, we got this this team, Bishop Sycamore, they're telling us they got 20 prospects for, for F- FBS schools, all right? You're saying, yes, sign me up. Are you not now, looking them up, Brady, no, 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 before no, no. you make that okay, commitment? Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking them up. I'm doing all I can, and I'm asking ESPN if I can get more. But at some point, if they pull out, how does that look then for IMG Academy? And, 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 but and how I don't do you
3: how in, though? That's the, sure, that's a, sure, but, but I'm saying I also don't know around. how
2: hard it is for them to schedule games. Like I know, for example, there's a lot of schools in the state of Texas that will not play them. They will not play them because they don't like their model and they don't like them poaching talent. Like I had a, I had a buddy who was a coach, a couple buddies, and he couldn't go back and work college camps Because the high school coaches who would come up in the state of Texas in college camps didn't want him there. He felt like they were recruiting. They are. Those kids, and that's what I'm saying. Now, he wasn't. He had done these high school camps forever. He was there probably more looking at trying to get on a staff at a college more so than recruiting these kids from high school to to go to IMG Academy. But we all know that these – private schools sure, like that sure. are recruiting of course yeah more more so in the state i would say than maybe img being able to actually pluck a bunch of guys but again the reality is i i think it's a little bit blown out of proportion for img because i think that model it's been hard for them to schedule opponents sometimes right
3: yeah like, but you can't make an excuse here's the problem i'm mean, not making an
2: excuse for it, them i'm it, just saying it, like, we're taking this really serious one. i think there's a little bit more of a lighter side to all this
3: there is a lighter side i just wanted to Point out the, the the heavier side of it because even though it did not you know turn out to be a bad situation. I'm just I'm just looking at, you know, you got to keep in mind for me, I'm very close to this this type of world. Like I I do all-star games. I I do programs that mentor, you know, athletes and and cultivate athletes all over the country, even all over the world. I mean, we've brought kids here from Africa. So when you when we get into topics like this, you're we're talking about something that like I I live it every day. Like we've brought kids here where On on their I-20s, you have to figure out and make sure all of the information is what it's supposed to be. Because some of these kids that come in from where they come in from, they don't look like normal 14-year-old kids. They don't They don't look like 15-year-old kids. And it becomes a real issue because if you can't get the right paperwork on these kids, some of these kids look like they could be their dad's dad.
1: You have to do major fact-checking on There's this. There's a lot of yeah. – and
3: that's what I'm saying. Like, It can't go – it can't just be like, okay, the- they can't schedule games – ESPN scheduled the game through a third party, you know, event agency and we're sorry this happened. If it doesn't if it if it does turn out that one of these kids gets like just say for the sake of saying these these old heads Really, were some dogs on that field?
2: <laughs> imagine which, what, like, which which wasn't the case. Which, it was, wasn't, but that imag- might be the worst part about this, though. Right? It's like you would think that maybe in your like you mid late twenties, oh, you man. should have an advantage. Like, but but imagine if they they're out there, Derrick
3: Henry and people, and, and <laughs> playing dodgeball with with these these young men. Like I would be, I would still, and I'm just just. I'm just looking at this from the standpoint of if it were my children playing on IMG, I would still be mortified that my kids were in that situation.
1: Yeah, I just like I just can't like how does this happen? like how do you how do you get this far ahead with not going over a couple of steps and thinking that that's why look this I could be totally off base by saying this. I wonder if IMG sort of knew what was happening but they needed to fulfill a commitment to espn and wanted to showcase their players on tv and they, and, and, they, and they were and they wouldn't take anybody. So? you
2: guys think it, it so? would be such a bad look though for them i mean think about the players that choose to come there they probably pitch again the fact that you get to be on national television you you, you play a national schedule of course i mean if, and if nobody out else of a game
3: there's nobody pull, else you see what I'm no, saying? I, there are no, no other no, no, teams?
2: No, am not. I'm not saying there's not. Like, I, I think you're trying to get real serious about this, and it's more, to me, like at least from the ING Academy as a player, I would be disappointed. Like, if you've got a standalone window to be on national television and then they pull out of it, like – Some of those kids might be like, dude, this ain't what it's cracked up to be. I'm a a year or two away from college. I'm staying away from my parents to go on this opportunity to be on national television. That's part of the intrigue, right, Of, of going to IMG Academy is, yeah, you get the chance to play on TV so your parents, wherever they're at, can actually watch you. Now maybe it's not quite as, uh, quite as worth it. You know, it it's, it's not, doesn't make as much sense. Yeah, so I, I, just, I, I think from the IMG Academy side, they were probably put in a tough spot whether they choose to go play or not. And, I mean, look, this feels like back when I was in sixth grade and we were trying to figure out a league. We got kicked out of a fifth-grade travel league, and we get put in the sixth-grade league. Well, no, it wasn't that. We, we, there was no sixth-grade league. It was a seventh and eighth-grade league. And so we get out in the field, start warming up, and our parents are looking around, and I'm like looking at the game field and. These dudes got Adam apple Adams apples. They're like six foot three, two hundred pounds. And we're like this little sixth grader thinking, man, that can't be the team we're playing. Sure enough, when we get over there, we're like, we're in for a long season, man, because these dudes are full grown, going through puberty, and our voices are still cracking, right? Like we're like the we're getting blown off the ball and everything. Like, I'm sure IMG Academy got there and they're looking over at these guys thinking. They're gonna have a long day. I mean, this is just a bunch of dudes who like to hang out and want to play football together. Which I get it. I think I think that part of it's kind of kind of funny. Like, I understand the safety ramifications, but I guess fortunately in this case there were none for the players IMG Academy. I mean, they beat the dog out of them, and the team that they played Friday beat the dog out of whatever this team is. I, I, I'm more I'm more concerned about the head coach. And how he's gotten this far? If there's an arrest warrant out for him, if oh, that's geez. true,
1: I mean, good God, man! And and I would venture, I to just g-
3: can't get my head wrapped around. it. I don't it. get like, how it happens. I, 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 <laughs> somebody who like live, like I said, I live in it. I just can't get my head yeah, wrapped around it. How do you it? get
1: that many steps through and not think, you know, something's off here? Like, that's why they had to have known something. They, IMG had like, to have known we, something. Like,
3: I would never play a team where I can't exchange film. I've never played a team where at least I know that I can find it's film weird, on, on the team. It, it's just, I, there's so many holes in the story, <laughs> and I, I, I'm i not even going to try to fill them because <laughs> I don't even think. Levar, hold hold like,
2: on. Levar. Is it worse than you think if they start getting down to the nitty-gritty that we get more details? Or do you think it'll actually be more explain- explainable or explicable if, if if we get more details? Like Which direction do you think it's going to go?
1: I think it's well, going to get worse. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to get worse. <laughs>
3: Let's just go to break.
1: <laughs> Let's go to break. <laughs> the whole thing is so weird. Uh, it is Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, LeVar Arrington, and Brady Quinn. Coming up next, though, uh, we do have uh, a little bit of an update on a potential blockbuster in the NFL. We'll get to that next here. It's Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio.
0: This, this is Outkick the Coverage.
3: at night I can't sleep, I toss and turn. And I air it for you, <laughs> all of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It is Outkick the Coverage here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, always love getting serenaded by Brady Quinn when we come back from break. That's He's got always, some uh, skills, he does, man. man. Yeah, I,
2: I wish really. I had a voice, man. I, I, I don't at all. I'm yeah. an awful singer. <laughs> I, I, I really am.
3: You got a strong speaking voice, though. All you got to do is just
2: I, if, stay in your octave. I mean, if you could have came back. Well, actually, okay, I'll just I'll play the game with you right now. All right. All right. Because because well, Jonas can relate to this because Jonas has already done one of these, but professional athlete, singer.
1: Or actor. Hold on. Can we get some oh. game show music, please? Iowa yeah. Sam. Oh. It, oh, uh,
2: yeah, let me, oh. let me, let me I'll, Yeah, let
1: put, uh, put can, Iowa... Can, can Iowa I get, Sam's got to put a flask down, can in, order to, I, a flask down can in order to... Here we go. All right, here we go. Let's, let's okay, there right.
2: you go. That's better. I, I thought right. we might get my,
1: my heritage no. uh, game
2: show music. Roberto, This works. Roberto's
1: this works. got the copyright on that. We can't, uh, <laughs> can't get so it, let, it while on here. Let me
2: rephrase this. Jonas and Lavar, if you could come back into another life, which of the three of, I guess, stardom would you choose? Would you choose A... A professional athlete porn star okay. sorry b
3: so you want to be an actor
2: or c a musician
3: i want to be a musician yeah uh, i would i would and i would want to be solo or with a group you know brady i would want to be able to just be really good at playing any instrument like i would want to be like prince if i could Ooh, come back i want to come back man. as prince look like a woman yeah dress like a woman <laughs> yeah but but be a man and loved by every woman yeah by the way that, and meant- i can play every every instrument i can sing every song and every octave small guy too i can write i've seen them in i've seen them in concert he can bathe in a shot glass <laughs> I, I seen i've seen them in concert and i gotta be honest with you like I, t- I had to confess to my wife I was staring at it. I wasn't. I wasn't what? Hey Brady, I wasn't. I was. It's like you watched the the concert. There's a difference between watching and staring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I can well, watch. Wait. You can watch a game and be like, oh, I'm watching the games. They're playing the plays. It's like, babe. I'm staring at Prince. <laughs> why, wait, why did he captivate you? Like, Bruh, what was it about? I don't know. <laughs> I think that that's the amazingness of it. Like,
1: yeah. I felt weird, too. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I had to confess it. You, like You guys got room in that other studio? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> and Lamar stopped trying to tie my shoes. Hey, look, you know what I
3: mean? I did tell you that earlier, right? Like, man, your shoe is untied, yeah, Jonas. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, no, it wasn't like that. It was just like. Like you're, look, like, you're watching the concert, and the, and the the music is so good. You know the music. You're looking. And, and you know, maybe it was because – let me preface by saying – well, it's not preface because I've already said it. But <laughs> but, but the idea of it was – you, if you remember the Jamie Foxx comic skit where he talked about how he looked like a dare, like he looked like a woman or whatever, and he, like, went real deep into the details of talking about Prince. So – I'm at the concert and I'm looking like, I wonder if he's like that guy that Jamie Foxx said he was. <laughs> and I'm watching the game, or I'm watching the, the, the concert and he's on God, this is, on everything. If he was turned around and you didn't see his face, like you just came in. You think he was one of the girl dancers oh, that was on the stage? You with You shouldn't him.
1: have said that. I'm just telling you. They should have said I'm that. I'm just it's being just, honest. With these savages I'm behind so, the scenes. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean that is a party like it's 1990. Yeah, that'll live in infamy here on the on Fox Sports. That's radio. a drop. Yeah, that is. Uh, we will yeah. save that F eight that please. Hey, uh, be, I uh, mean,
3: <laughs> listen, you just got to, You know the best part of being a radio host, or uh, personality. Is just being real with yourself. Yeah, you know I have to be real with myself, and and in that moment I was like in awe of Prince, Listen. like all of the whole experience of it. Yeah, it's, and uh, he's no longer here, guys. Yeah, so it's like I I have that story for the rest of my
2: life. Yeah, it's uh, Prince impacted my life, guys. Yeah, made you question. Was there like an aura around him? Did yes. he have like a gl- you know what people say there was like a glow? Yes, is it like that. Yeah. Yes, oh. like here, you could play the music
3: like. It is. Ah! Like, like it was like, Prince. Yes, like he was the guy formed Prince. That's how I felt
1: <laughs> right there. Wait, so Jonas, do you want what to answer would, the okay, question? Okay, give me the option. That say, I, I, <laughs> am, porn star. I, I am mortified by what we just yeah, heard. So give me I'm the sorry, options one more time. Brady, yeah. can we get the game show Wait, music, please? All
2: Let's try this again.
1: Let's get right. away from this. <laughs> <Let's>, <laughs> no, no,
0: no, LeVar, this LeVar took us says,
2: down a very so, deep, dark hole. Let's
0: save LeVar. LeVar, I enjoyed it. I
2: felt like that was an element of truth right there. I mean, I'm just truthful. Okay, if you could be in your next life, <laughs> One of the following, Jonas. <laughs> Which would you come back and be? A, a professional athlete, B, an actor, or C, a musician?
1: Professional athlete. Really? Yeah, professional yeah. athlete. Yeah, yeah I, done just, I, I just want, and, and you know, not even for that long. I just want to know what it's like to hit somebody, to throw a touchdown, or to hit a home run. I don't even need to dunk a basketball. I just want to know what that is like and in that moment. I That's would, all I want.
3: I would love to know what it would, would be like to win a Super Bowl. That's, yeah, I, mean, I, I really would. Or an NBA championship or a World Series.
1: Yeah, but there's there's a lot of guys with half your credentials that have rings, and I I don't think you're trading in your career for them.
3: I would, yeah. love, I, I would love to know what it would be like to have won a national title or a Super Bowl. 100%. You want
1: a championship in high Jonas, school.
3: I, I, I don't know that I would trade in what I've accomplished. Hell no. But I, would, I, would, I certainly would debate it in my head. Yeah.
2: Jonas, you know, though, being a professional athlete, that doesn't mean you're going to have
1: better calves.
3: Yeah. Oh, a, that that oh, didn't work out so. for <laughs> me.
1: Oh, that's the case. Uh, was uh, Amish an option? Can I be Amish? Like uh, the other two I'm not really interested in. Yeah, if I could just be uh, – I would be no, an athlete. Hold but... on. I, I would pick C. I would be a
2: musician – and it's like I, I love sports and all that. I just think the whole – kind of to Lavar's point, like the ability as a musician, a lead singer or something, when you get in that atmosphere, you can control a crowd oh, like man. that. Hey, when
1: you show up to it's a – It's one of the craziest Prince was things. controlling me. Yeah, when you – <laughs> <laughs> By the way, if you could show up to a party – and pick up a guitar or a piano oh, and start playing. Yeah. It is it's over. That's the that deal. See, that's yeah. what I'm telling you. Over. Yeah.
3: yeah. That's what yeah. yeah. Did you uh, do you know who uh uh Brian Scott is? Brady Bouchett he play he played for Penn State. He went to league, played for like the Falcons and stuff like that. I think he's like okay. around. I think your I've age. heard the name, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he's a anyway, he was like a. he was like a Brian McKnight type of dude. Like so we would go to hotels and stuff oh, like man. that and like so like guys like me on amateur hour, I'd go sit at a piano if they had a piano and I'd play like simple song. Do 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 and it wouldn't even be on like like really on time, yes. it was like off, like that choppy, right? Yeah, from Is big. Is that chopsticks for Yeah, from yeah big. chopstick, yeah. right? There yeah. So, and then here comes Brian. Like he'll sit down. Like oh man, let's see. Like,
2: <laughs> like what? Yeah, and
3: he he's then got, he starts playing it. Then he starts singing. And we're in the lobby. He's got a pile of room keys in front of him. Afterwards. Oh, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> I used you. to be. I used to be. I used <laughs> so to have so much I, hate
2: in my heart for him.
3: I'm telling you, man. Listen. I loved him as my teammate, but I had so much hate in my heart. <laughs> And you get, the, when he and start you get to
2: tour around the world if you hit it big enough. Yeah. you know, you get to do all these. Can different you imagine the, those
3: experiences? Oh man, I, you know, I, I used I, to tour with the Marleys, and and I was like super, super like deep, like 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 family t- like to me. And let me tell you something. That is like when you roll in in, in that fashion, and you're on tour. It is pretty freaking uh, intense. Yeah. And I wasn't really how, a part how, of. How much do you was remember? Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember a lot. <laughs> the weed. I remember quite a bit, actually. I remember all of it. You know, oh, it was man. good. Yeah. It was it was super cool, though. I'll tell you that. And and they they are so some very beloved people. I'll tell you that. When
2: you go on tour with them. What were you doing with them on tour? Just kind of hanging out, like, you- watching it, taking it all in? Were you helping out? Like, what do we- what, what do you do with them? What do you, wait for the leftovers. What do you mean?
1: No, no you, you don't know, wait, you wait for mind. leftovers. The, the, the scraps. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, come on. I like mean, my
3: wife it. was with me a f- on, on a few of the trips.
1: I was I, talking about, like, the booze. I was uh, talking about
3: anything else. I know what you're You know, we were hanging. Bray, it was just super cool, man. That's all I'll tell you. I wasn't helping out or anything like that. I was just... I was just there like I was there for the rehearsals like one point at one point they did a rehearsal at the, the museum. You know, we're in Kingston and and then we drove to nine mile where he's buried, where where Bob is buried. And they did the, one of the concerts there. It was just like I should have documented it. Honestly, it was it was. It was pretty freaking cool, man. Super intense. Wow. Uh, pretty awesomely intense. That's awesome. And there was a whole lot of weed. Yeah. Right.
1: A good. whole lot. <laughs> way, to, way to stick That's the landing there. The least like
2: surprising thing lot. you said all morning. The least surprising
1: thing. You didn't have to there. feel ashamed to yeah. call his name. <laughs> weed. It was there. It was always uh, there. Yeah, the things you uh, discover on this show. Um, so we've uh, got some uh, comments. Uh, Brian Flores, uh, the Miami Dolphins head coach. Uh he had some comments about the rumors surrounding uh Deshaun Watson. Um I, I, I do want to make sure we have full time for that. So I want to play those here coming up next segment. But just quickly, gut feeling. Is Deshaun Watson playing this year at any point? Gut feeling. Do you guys think this is happening? Uh gosh. Can we put odds on it? Okay. Can you, can you give me odds? <sighs> I'll give you plus I'll give you two to one that he plays this year. Plus two hundred.
3: I take it.
2: Yeah, I'm. I'm almost thinking of it too. I, I don't know if it's for Houston though. I think it's probably. Houston's in such a tough spot. I mean, I, like, it, let me ask you guys this: Is it tougher for him to play, or for the, I should say, for the team to put him out there to play, with everything going on out around him? they're in houston yes versus another city like if he gets traded to miami is it easier for miami since they already made the trade they've already basically said to you hey we know what's going on we don't care we want to put him on the field to win football games yes
3: here's the only way it isn't is if it becomes a cancel culture situation like if you notice cancel culture has not come for for deshaun watson yeah For one reason or another, people are not terribly outraged by his masseuse uh, allegations, Mm -hmm. right? So if cancel culture got involved, and maybe, just maybe, if it looks as though Deshaun Watson is being rewarded in a moment of time where a lot of people may feel pain or Suffering or whatever they they may create in their minds based off of their own experiences that they can relate to, the people involved with the Deshaun Watson situation. That's the only way I could see it becoming an issue. But there has not like like Mike Vick with with the animals, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, that that was going to follow him no matter what where he went. It wasn't going to be because he was in Atlanta and it happened while he was in Atlanta. It was going to follow him wherever he went. This has the potential to follow Deshaun Watson wherever he goes, but it just doesn't seem to have caught a massive amount of outrage like where people would actually protest if Deshaun Watson were to play. I think it would be more I think it would be more feasible to think that it could possibly happen in Houston. Rather than somewhere else,
1: yeah, and also there's the fresh start aspect of it. Well, you go somewhere else, now you kind of yeah. forget about. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I it's going it,
2: to follow him. It, if if I'm if I'm taking those odds with Lavar, and I'm saying it's two to one, it's it's got to be somewhere else, right? It's someone who's making the trade before the trade deadline. I, I think the interesting thing for Houston is, do they just exercise whatever's out there? And, and I don't know if you want to get into the quotes. Uh, I know we're up against a break. Maybe we come back and talk about it. Yeah. But I, I do, I do find it interesting with what Brian Flores has said publicly, both in defense or support of Tua, but also just touching on the situation in general. He's been kind of vague, and, and I think there's good reason for that. But that being said, I, I don't know that there's anyone knocking down Houston's door. To make an offer for Deshaun, given
1: so much uncertainty right Correct. now in the future. I agree with that. It is uh, Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington. Ooh. So uh, coming up next, yes, uh, some interesting comments in regards to the situation that may have hurt the possibility of a Deshaun Watson trade. We'll have that for you next year. It's Outkick the Coverage here on FSR.
0: This is Outkick the Coverage.
2: Full disclosure, Jonas goes to church like three or four times a week.
3: They say that's where the devil meets most of his people.
1: So that's just a reckless statement. Uh, it is uh, I'll kick the Coverage here on Fox Sports <laughs> Which <is> Radio. Nonetheless. <laughs> <laughs> but by the way, uh, coming up uh, top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now, um, one NFL team can do something so petty. If they were to pull this off, it would be so petty. We will have that for you here, uh, top of next hour here on Fox Sports Radio. So we were talking about just freak injuries and, uh, and just sort of how some of them are. you can't explain. It just happens. It's bad luck, or whatever the case may be here. Um, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Ravens, guys, uh, he's gotten gotten a little bit of heat over the J.K. Dobbins injury. Uh, J.K. Dobbins uh, suffered the uh, torn ACL in the final preseason game for the Baltimore Ravens. And uh, John Harbaugh was asked about whether or not uh, it's fair to question his decision in having his starters in in the final preseason game.
2: It's a fair conversation, you know. We, we played Lamar, we played Mark, we played the starting offensive line. We played the whole offense for nine plays, I think it was. Those guys played for no more than 23 plays the whole preseason. That's what J.K. had. Some teams play their guys a lot. I watch certain teams, you know who they are. they played their starters every single game extensively. The teams you're competing against in the AFC have pretty much all done that. But there are other teams that don't play their guys at all. They don't play our starters even one snap. I know we're farther down that road than we've ever been. We played our guys so little this off season. It's just been how we've done it. But anytime time a guy gets hurt, you know, you, you ask yourself those questions.
1: Well, you know, he's got to win that. Uh, he's got to hit that uh, consecutive wins in the preseason streak, you know. I mean, every, everybody's expendable at that point. You know, got to win 20 in a row in the preseason. You know, John Harbaugh, just saying. Well, I mean. He's got a Super Bowl, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 He's got one. Come on, man. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, he's got to got to got to break that record. Just, you know, he, he's not a loser.
3: That only wins in the preseason, I mean, though. A- 18
1: right? and two against the spread. I'm not making accusations here. I'm just saying you uh, 18
3: and two.
2: Other teams, just other teams started their starters. OK, it's football. You, you can't remove the potential chance of injury. You could make the case that do you like, like here's what I guess I'd say we're getting to with preseason. Do you have any concerns whatsoever about J.K. Dobbins and what he can do as a player? No. And at that position that's more prone to injuries and taking hits, is it necessary that he goes in? Probably not. You'd rather have someone else in there that you're still trying to take a look at at the running back position. I, that, that's my only thing is I, I think that pos- position specifically, if I was giving advice to a kid who's in college, I'd say, once you burst on the scene, as soon as you can get out in the NFL, Go. Because that extra year of wear and tear, it's not going to help you. I was floored, floored, when Travis Etienne decided to come back for his final year at Clemson. Mm. Even though he's the ACC all-time leading rusher now, that's great. But they didn't win a a national championship. He probably didn't get enough credit for what he did while he was there. And now he's out for this season, and he just is starting his career
1: in the NFL due to injury. Did LaDainian Tomlinson ever play in the preseason? I don't think he did. Uh, I wouldn't remember. I, I don't I don't think the Danny Thomas. so maybe this is just a running back thing to where why would you have your running backs out there if you know they're going to take such a beating in, during the season? I thought
3: Brady was going to go all the way down the lane of just saying, just play guys that are fighting for roster positions.
2: No, I, I think you play guys that you need to see, even guys coming off injury, like Joe Burrow, he goes in to throw – one pass or a screen that shockingly Jamar Chase drops hey man it's been that kind of hey, that man. kind of preseason yeah, training J- jamar camp, chase but... is at a rough start just... oh man <laughs> is that the kind of thing where you look and you go Yeah, he's he's gonna explode this season though. Like like all that conversation.
1: (laughs) I don't know, man. You know
2: what I'm saying? Like like all that conversation in training camp. Everyone's gonna eat their words, and he's gonna be fine. Because Jerry
1: Jerry Rice had issues with drops right early on. I think that was one of the stories that he he kept that that he was emotional. He was crying during the preseason his rookie year because he just had issues with drops. Jerry Rice. I don't know what direction that trend goes in, but what
3: I will say in terms of preseason games. I don't think anyone will have 100% the right answer on how to approach playing their guys because it, on one side of it if you knew you could predict that this guy is is possibly going to get injured, you wouldn't play him. If you knew that this guy was going to play and he was going to be fine, you're going to play him. So nobody is trying to none of these coaches are trying to get their guys injured. Right. You know, so when the conversation turns into you know, questioning somebody's judgment on how they run their team. I mean, the man has won a Super Bowl and has had uh, a competitive team for pretty much most of the years that he's been a coach there. I don't think there's a right or wrong way to approach how you play your players as long as you have a a plan on how you're going to approach it. It's just always unfortunate when you lose a guy, and it's unfortunate when you lose a guy guy. Like J.K. Dobbins, that, that totally impacts what the Ravens are going to look like offensively this year.
2: Yeah, he's a dude. He is I mean, a dude. He, he's, and for an offense that has been predicated on the run, like it's unfortunate. It happens. Because um, the other thing is, is like, what do you say to the rest of the guys who are starters that are starting? That what, the running back's not going to start and play a little bit with you? I mean, I, you can't ever remove the injury risk from football. Correct.
1: It is Outkick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. But we can't LaVar, remove Jonas LaVar, from the microphone. That, that is a good point. Look this Afton, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and maybe me next hour here on FSR. <laughs>
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
1: TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Coming up 20 minutes from now here uh, we will have an update Uh, there was an injury at quarterback in the NFL that could impact uh, the way the early portion of the season goes for one franchise we'll have that for you here uh, 20 minutes from now right now though uh, always kind enough to join us here every single Tuesday the great Petros Papadakis AM570 LA Sports Fox college football analyst Petros Jonas Brady and LeVar what's happening Good morning, everybody. Good
3: morning.
0: There How's he is, everybody the old met yeah.
3: Janglelegs the other day.
0: Steve Stevenson, Jangleleg. How he did ca- he? Say?
3: So he finally cleared it up to me and told me that it basically you guys took it from Life, the the Bernie Mac character from Life, and that was how he got it. And he still doesn't know how it came about. So he says, but yes, he did acknowledge it's that. Because of
0: the American hero, Marcus Steele.
3: Okay. All the right.
0: American hero Marcus Steele gave him that nickname. Uh, you could tell him that,
3: like great American hero. Like believe it or not, uh, yes, <laughs> that guy. Oh wow! Except
0: he used to sing his own song. He'd come out and say uh, he was a linebacker. He went to he played for the Dallas Cowboys. He's from Cleveland. He. Played at Long Beach City College and then at USC. And he used to come out and sing, uh, The American Hero, oh, Marcus wow. Steele. <laughs> and he oh, would wow. say, like, you know, he, he rarely practiced. And he would say, like... Uh, You know, a lot of kids ain't going to sleep good tonight because the hero ain't suiting up for practice. (laughs) 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 Um, So, Petros. (laughs) Shout out to Marcus Steele.
1: (laughs) You are are one of the most knowledgeable high school football analysts, I I, I think, in the country, (laughs) to be honest with you. All right, so I got to know, how the hell does a fake high school with a coach who's got an arrest warrant out for him, end up in a nationally televised game against the IMG Academy on ESPN. How does that happen?
0: I don't know how IMG let it happen. The Espen part is stupid. Like Everybody acting like, oh, my God, how could they air this? They wanted to air IMG. So that part of it makes sense. And IMG's traveling, so let's go to Ohio and figure it out. Whatever. But – the part about it that freaks me out is that IMG didn't vet it at all. And look, this is not an odd thing in the high school basketball world because it's pretty easy to fake a high school with 14 kids playing basketball, kind of a little more difficult when it's like a hundred kids playing football. <laughs> How, what? Where is that high school? What, what is it? Who's, who's funding it? what's the background we had when I started high school football on television started in a big way with very high production value in the late nineties here in Southern California at a place called Fox sports West at the time. Now it's called Bally sports. Uh, When I was a kid, it was called prime ticket. Uh, They went back to being called prime ticket for a while. The point is, That was the pinnacle, and still is, of high school football production on television. And I think the very first game they ever put on was Justin Fargus's Notre Dame Knights of Sherman Oaks against Casey Clawson's Alamany team. And Casey's the head coach at Alamany now, and his brother. Uh, So that was where it all started. But we had a guy... We had a guy, God rest his soul, named Gary Paskowitz, and he was a recruiting expert, and he knew every head coach in high school football, and he knew every single kid that was being recruited. It was his life. He was way ahead on the pay site thing for USC and recruiting news being wanted by fans, and he was the guy that did the schedule for us, right? So we trusted Gary to go out and say, okay, this is a good matchup, they have a good quarterback, this is good for this, and then he'd do the whole schedule, and it would always be really good because he knew exactly what he was doing. You have to hire, and now Fox or Bally's uses a guy from 24-7 Sports named Greg Biggins, who's also the analyst, to do the scheduling. You have to have somebody on the inside do the scheduling, somebody that knows every single person involved and somebody that travels to the high school and cares about kids. When you have somebody in a corporate office in Bristol doing the scheduling, this kind of thing happens. And I know that's uh, not as funny of an answer (laughs) as you thought uh, you were going to get, but that's what occurred to me. It's like you really have to have – somebody on the ground who can smell the grass at these different high schools, whether they're at a city level or a private academy like IMG or or the way of modern day and Bosco works now. And and you have to really vet this with somebody who's very much breathing it. It it can't come from your corporate office. And this smells like that's what happened.
2: Uh, So Can I ask? Go ahead. 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 No, no, go ahead, Brady. I I was just going to follow up on this because – you know, the, the, what was, I guess, shown out to the masses as far as the play-by-play and analysts in regards to the roster that they received were 26 names on, on a white sheet of paper, printed out paper. I would imagine if you're preparing to call a high school game, you're trying to get all the information you can in advance. And as the analyst in play-by-play, wouldn't you be making ESPN aware of the fact that like, hold on for a second, like, we don't have anything. And all we end up getting is twenty six names on a yeah. printed out sheet of paper without number. I mean, aren't you making them aware that professionally they're putting you in a bad spot? I mean, am I wrong in how calling the, the high school game would go in this position in, in this situation? Well, what was
0: the last time you
2: called a high school football game, Brady? Be honest. Uh, I've coached in one. I've not called one.
0: All right. I mean, I, I call high school football games all the time wow Yeah. call you out like that huh uh-huh. yeah. well, well hey, the, the point i'm trying to just, make is regardless geez, if you call geez. one out or not wow.
2: i can find any high school roster for <laughs> the you school can't, I help out with yeah
0: i mean it's hard
3: it depends you definitely like it, can find like if you're in it you definitely you can, find, can find information on on you gotta show high school. up you got to yeah.
0: be like Gary Paskowitz, God rest his soul, and show up and see, like, okay, so that's Jangle Leg. Who's his backup? What number does he wear? Like, you really have to ask people because a lot of the time they'll hand you something that doesn't work. And the problem is a lot of broadcasters, sometimes they want to, you know, for a high school game, they don't take it as seriously. So they want to show up on Friday or Saturday and be handed something and just make it work and know just about the quarterback and the running back. And that's a lazy job. Like, I call a high school football game like I'm calling a college football game. I I try to build the board the exact same way and get as much information as possible. And you're absolutely right, Brady. If you don't know who's starting five days in advance, that's almost on you if you're ESPN As well, as far as calling your superiors and saying the high school's not cooperating, nobody really cares about it. They'll just tell you to shut it. It's a high school football game, and they'll tell you to to pound sand. But this happens sometimes. (laughs) I mean, this happens sometimes at the college level at a really low. Like, I remember Joel Klatt and I were doing a game at UAB, and UAB was – it was before they shut the program down – Now they're a lot more uh, in a more healthy place, but it was right before their program got shut down by big brother in, in the state. Remember that story? Yeah. And they, their roster was not correct. They didn't have, they had guys out there starting that we didn't have. They had people we couldn't identify. And for a national broadcast, that's not acceptable. and, I mean, I had to stop Joel from jumping out of the booth at Legion Field. Like, he'd be dead. He wouldn't be calling Ohio State Michigan. <laughs> but, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I it,
2: a Brandon would have been somewhere on call. Oh, to God. Call to I, out,
0: yeah. I'll never forget. Like, Joel, like uh, – I, I remember like five minutes before the, the game ended. I was like, don't worry, Joel. It's just five minutes left. We're, we're almost done. This nightmare is going to end. And then right before the game ended, some kid like broke his leg, like air cast, you know, takes 20 minutes to get him off the field. And I was like, don't worry, Joel, it's going to be over soon. And then they went to overtime. <laughs> oh, geez.
1: <laughs> and by the way, Legion Field is the biggest dump in college football. Like, what, what an outhouse that stadium was. Well, That's come historic. My it's father, historic, Jonas. Yeah. How
0: dare you, Jonas? Yeah. My father yeah, played historic. in the game that integrated the SEC in Legion Field, yeah. USC versus Alabama, the turning of the tide in 1970. How could you? Well, How, Jonas. But you're right. There was a sign. But you're right. There was a sign when we came in. Enter at your own risk. Well, it said, "Please, <laughs> everybody, sit in the far stands, yes. so the TV thinks that there's more people here." Oh wow. <laughs> hey,
3: hey, Pop. Let me let me switch gears on you a little bit. But it's a local team, the the Rams. You know, there seems to be a lot of of interesting quotes coming from, uh, excuse me, Matthew Stafford lately. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've seen them. Um, what did he say? Uh, well, he just basically said he's ready to play in big games, you know. Uh-oh. He's he's ready to play for a real team is kind of what it seemed like he was saying. Uh, I
0: don't know. It feels like to me, and, and you have a lot better, even though Hugh Jackson was on the staff when you were at uh, uh, Washington. I know he played often, uh, offensive guy, but yeah. it seems to me that every single NFL game is a pretty big game. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, and to me that's a it kind of an, should ins- be. an insulting thing to say to – I mean, I know he tried his ass off and he got beat up and he never really had the career that he thought he would in Detroit, but it's probably for the best, just not – guys always say stupid things, okay. right, when yeah, they leave. I was going to ask. Gonna... <laughs> I, I, you I already
3: mean... went into what I was going to ask you, so go ahead.
0: <laughs> I mean, I remember Carson Palmer, uh, my old friend and quarterback, when he got uh, when he got Cincinnati drafted him. And he's a rookie sitting there, and he says, well, this is a much better town than Los Angeles. I mean, it's just more people are nicer. And it's like, you can just talk about Cincinnati. You don't have to clown – where you were from before or where you were. But I think we all have a tendency to do that. And, I mean, I watch these interviews with these kids in, in, like, the Nevada team. I was – what because I have Nevada on Saturday night. And one of the kids, they're asking him about being a captain, and he was like, well, you know, we didn't have good captain leadership when I was young. But now that I'm the captain, I'm like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like – now, obviously, we're not going to say that, you know, when we call it the broadcast. It's like, you know, well, so-and-so uh, – He's the captain of this team. Didn't enjoy the captains when he was a young player, uh, but now that he's the captain, (laughs) Nevada's really headed in the right direction. Like, you know, people say, I think just people, in, in trying to say something interesting to the media guys, LeVar, I think people end up saying stupid stuff and stafford's not immune he looks like kind of an idiot to me in the face
1: oh wow <laughs> oh that? wow it, oh, I just, i'll never forget let's it.
2: dig into this okay. in the face what does that mean like well, he's I, just got one of those faces yeah look like, you know like uh <laughs> like king of the hill yeah, like Bobby? Yeah. Uh,
0: <laughs> He's Bobby Hill. Uh, you know, he.
3: Hey, I take serious offense to that.
0: <laughs> when he got drafted, LeVar, when, when he got drafted, uh, I remember uh, after a little while in Detroit, he was caught at a club making out with a girl. Remember? Yeah. He was like, ah, all yeah. drunk, like leaning on some girl. <laughs> Wait, what was he doing? And you know, it was one of those clubs that has like country music on one floor and rap yeah. on it. Just cheesy yeah. as hell. Yeah. And he's sitting there making out with some girl like it's my big night in Detroit. And uh, we had him on at the Super Bowl that year. The last time they've actually made me go to the Super Bowl. God, I hate the Super Bowl. And uh, I was, uh, we were interviewing him. And I was—I used the line from the uh, from the movie The Graduate, which I'm sure he's never seen. And I said, you know, so how is the old make-out king? Tell us about that. And, this and, that. and he got so mad <laughs> yeah. and all butthurt. And he was like, ooh, and he gave that stupid face. And ever since then, I've been like, you know, this guy has a good arm, but whatever. Yeah.
2: Um- he, he has made $226 million from the Detroit Lions. It's like, I don't know that I'm – Going to leave
0: with those sort of parting shots, if you will. I I had a problem with Carson Palmer in that way, too. Remember when he was in Cincinnati and he was like, I got to get out of here. This is terrible. I mean, it's like you're the one that signed the $100 million deal or whatever. I mean, you're the one that had him sign your little brother as the backup for three years. And all of a sudden, it's an untenable place for you. So you end up at the Raiders with Hugh Jack as the head coach. Okay, Uh, one (laughs) dysfunctional marriage to the next. I mean, uh, (laughs) we all say stupid stuff to the media. Sure, yeah. That's yeah, how we make a, a living. We say stupid stuff in the media. Yep. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I, mean, I feel like
3: we're saying stupid stuff right now. Yeah. I
0: mean, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah, After that's right. Two yeah, hours. I think yeah. that that's pretty cool
3: when you say hey, stupid hey. stuff sometimes, <laughs> you know? <laughs>
2: You're right. Petros, tell me, speaking of like $100 million <laughs> quarterbacks, tell me about Carson Strong. A lot of people think he may be like a top yeah. QB prospect next year.
0: Yeah, I, uh, I, I just watched their Zoom. I don't think we're going to get to talk to him because of all the wildfires in Reno. The Nevada team's been – moving all around, and you got LSU with the storm coming out to L.A. this weekend, too, which is – at this time of year, this is like the disaster time of year in college football. There's either fires or thunderstorms. Thunderstorms. We're talking
3: about the quarterback from Bishop Sycamore, right?
0: Yeah, the <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> no. So yeah. no, Carson Strong is from Vacaville. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, okay. And, uh, oh, okay. He was not recruited by Cal, though he grew up as a big Cal fan. And <laughs> uh, a lot of people I, think that he's a, a top pick.
1: Big he, Papa Roach fan too, right? Is
0: he's he really? Saying, I don't know. I'm just. I Isn't, oh. that, isn't that where they're from? Uh, I heard Vacaville. That, have you seen the guy from Corn is still recovering from COVID? So he re- he he plays the show sitting on a giant like death throne. Oh, try, with sake. an inhaler oh, Jesus. with his albuterol. Like, like,
3: what, what is he, mm. Lucas? Come on! Man. I used to love Albuterol. <laughs> yeah, I, I used I to got get a, it before
0: every game. Oh, I keep it in my pocket still to this day. I'm <laughs> very, very healthy guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> Carson Strong is a big, tall quarterback. They run a great air raid. You know what I found out that was really interesting? Nevada. Uh, first of all, Hal Mummy's son, Mummy who created most of the air raid. Hal Mummy, uh, his, his son. Is the coordinator for Nevada for Jay Norvell, and they run a very interesting air raid with that quarterback Carson Strong. I don't like the air raid uh, for a school like Nevada. It's good, but... well, USC. <laughs> no, <laughs> but you know what? Nevada has a way better run game than USC, and they, yeah. they have their splits are closer, and they run a good-looking zone with a Samoan tailback from uh, lumpoke name. The best tailback from Lompoc, of course, Napoleon Kaufman. Oh, no, but, no, uh, no, this was This guy's name is Toa Tawa, mm. and they, they actually have a legit run game, which is something you need in the air raid to actually, you know, take the air out of the ball and finish a football game. When these air raid teams lose by 30, or they're up 30 and they lose, or they're up 30 and they barely win, it's always like, oh, well, you know. You can see it happening because there's no way to hold a lead, and it's and you can come back if you're an air raid team too. But they run the ball, so they're a little bit more balanced in that way, and that enables Strong to, to really throw the ball down the field. They have two tight ends, so they do a good job with that. He is worth watching. Uh, most interesting thing, though, he's got a great receiver named Romeo Dubs who went to Jefferson High in Los Angeles, and Jefferson High School in Los Angeles is one of the great – jazz enclaves in the history of the 20th century. Etta James went to high school there, and Dexter Gordon, who's one of the great saxophone players of all time, starred in the movie Round Midnight, and was nominated for an Oscar. I'm amazed by that, because I didn't know. I mean, I knew that that Charles Mingus was from Watts, the great bass player, and I thought he was like the only great L.A. jazz man to, to be from here. But Jefferson High School with Etta James and uh, and uh, Dexter Gordon is is very impressive. I'm going to try is. to get that in. You know, maybe play some body and soul when Romeo <laughs> starts running <rampant>. up.
1: <laughs> Get him on Twitter at the old P. Uh, Petros, we always appreciate a man. It's fun. Let's do it again next week. Thank Thanks, you, LeVar, Petra. Brady, yes, Jonas. Uh, thank you. It is uh, kick the Coverage here, Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next here on FSR, we have an update. A quarterback competition may be no more due to an injury. It's yours next here on FSR. Oh, oh.